Welcome to our podcast. We're a mother-daughter duo with a twist. I'm Taya, and I was adopted. And I'm Roz, her birth mom. I went on a search at the age of 36, and I found her. Listen in as we come together to unpack the layers of our journey. Hello, listeners. I'm Taya. And welcome to the I Found Her podcast. I'm joined by my co-host and birth mom, Ross. Look at us starting season two. So how was your yes. time off? How was oh, your time off? Thank you, Taya. I know your time off was great. Actually, I got a lot of rest because there was less scheduling and I had an opportunity to go to the movies and you know, hang out and we planned to go to the winery, but it didn't work out and that was okay too. So I got caught up on some TV TV shows and movies and family time. So it was all good. How about you? What'd you do? Yeah, yeah. Mine was really good too. Um, we, uh, well, as you know, and, and I'll share this in our, as we're continuing our um, recording today, but I started a new blog entitled Dear Birth Mom. Yeah. Yes, I love it. I love it. <laughs> and then I was able to spend time with friends and do my very first quilting retreat. So I got a chance to sew and make my very first quilt cover, which was so exciting. I, I so enjoyed that time. So yeah, there was, you know, lots of rest as well. And, and it was just nice to, to have a break from recording. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw your picture of your first quilt and it's beautiful. Thank you. You should be able to make a lot of money on that selling it if you choose, (laughs) but you know, put it on your bed, I'll put it on my bed, whatever. It's beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, you know, we were able to jumpstart our second season you know, with our first guest and our guest interview was with Deborah, who was an adoptive mom. So we're hoping our listeners, if they haven't already, will take a listen to it and then share their their feedback in our comments section. And for those who are possibly listening into our podcast for the very first time, our podcast targets all things adoption and reunion, but with a twist because we are a mother-daughter duo. I was relinquished at birth and then adopted from foster care at the age of six months. And then fast forward, I went on a search for my birth mother, Roz, at the age of 36, and I found her. And now me and Roz have been in reunion for 16 years. So and counting. <laughs> definitely. And counting. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, if you're a first time listener, you want to be sure to go back and check out our first season because we unpack our journey in that season. And then those who have already been following along, we hope that you missed us because we missed you and you are excited about getting back into the swing of things. Anything else that you would say maybe that that you missed or that you want to layer in here, Roz? Well, I missed recording with you. That became a good habit. 
Yeah. But I'm glad we're back into the swing of things and we're starting to record for season two. I know. It's so cool. It's so cool. So today's episode is actually part two to our Q&A. Since we had such a great group of listeners provide us with so many questions and we want to be able to take the time to answer those today and also give our listeners a sense of what's coming up next in our podcast series. Let's talk first about some of the new things that we have going on, Roz. So I kind of hinted at it already, but just to make sure it's very clear to our listeners, something that was started during the month of July was a new blog series, and it is entitled Dear Birth Mom. So it is my take on writing letters. As I said in my first blog post that it kind of reminded me of how my adoptive mom would write me frequently and encourage me to write her. And I wasn't always the best in doing that. Um, But this is my way of turning a blog into a form of writing to my very own dear birth mom. So I hope our listeners are enjoying it. And how about you, Roz? How how are you feeling about these letters that I'm writing you? Oh, I love it. I love how you bring up previous episodes. I love how you bring up our travels that we've had over the years. And I love that it feels like a personal letter to me. Like you're asking me questions. And even though I couldn't find a comment section to respond. It wasn't intended to be that way, but I feel like you're writing to me and you're excited about some of the things we have done. And hopefully our listeners take that into account and say, wow, she's writing to her birth mom. And there was a book that we mentioned in a previous episode. It said, Dear birth mother. And it was, um, you know, like a reflection of how the past relationship had come forward in a new relationship since connecting. And I just appreciate the fact that you're writing to everyone, but writing to me as well. So thank you, darling. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, it's fun kind of uh, putting myself in that space uh, with you. So I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying it as well. The other thing that we want to let our listeners know is that we're going to launch an I Found Her store. And it's going to come out on our website sometime this month, probably closer toward the end of August. We're wrapping up a few of the details on that. But we're hoping that our listeners will look to that website and then feel like, hey, this is some really unique uh, merchandise that we have and for the work that we do. So yeah, let's let's go ahead and, and dive into some more questions from our listeners. What do you think, Ross? I'm ready okay. whenever you are. Okay. Okay. So one of our listeners asked, can you provide examples of the types of special guests that you expect to bring onto the show? And have we secured any specialists, such as people from a government agency or people who are uh, very familiar with the laws around the adoption 
process, whether that's state by state or otherwise. So I think this listener here was reading our minds um, because we, just as we were able to have our guest interview with an adoptive mom, we've got a couple of more um, guests that we're going to interview that do kind of have, um, you know, a take, if you will, on, on certain aspects of being in the adoption triad. One guest that we do anticipate will be an adoptee, um, just like me, and she is as well a licensed professional counselor. And then another guest that we have lined up is a book author. And so she is going to be talking to us about her book. And I believe based on her book, there's going to be a lot of connectors to the perspective of adoption inside and out. And then we're hoping to be able to pitch to other specialists. So if you, as the listener or some of our listeners, if you know someone um, or you yourself are part of that connection to the adoption um, triad, we welcome you to drop us a line through email at the I found her podcast at gmail.com. And I will place that email in our show notes. So you're welcome to reach out to us and maybe, maybe be a guest. What do you think there, Ross? Oh, yes. I'm welcome to listening to other people's perspectives. What did they go through? What are they aware of if they didn't personally go through it, but maybe a relative or friend did? So we want to hear those personal stories shared on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. So let's go to our next question. And this question, I've kind of um, layered in a few questions that I feel because they're kind of of a similar theme. So let me read them out, though. So one question was, um, are there going to be any resources provided, such as key takeaways for listeners? And that was connected to, will there be resources or services that you would recommend to search and find a lost sibling, child, or parent? And will there be a series of books that we can refer out to those who are struggling with adoption? So to answer that question or series of questions, we are building our library of resources, such as books and nonprofit agencies that support the adoption triad. In fact, one such agency is Adoption Knowledge Affiliates. And Roz and I have both attended some of their support groups, and we actually are planning to attend their upcoming annual conference, which is in November. I really think that this agency is a good place for people to start um, because it supports every member of the adoption triad. It supports the adoptee, adoptive parents, as well as birth parents. And I've actually been attending um, their adoptee support group. And it's been really, really helpful um, to having me connect with other adoptees and hearing their stories. Uh, let me let me kind of pause and, and let you jump in here, Roz, with, with maybe what you're thinking along the lines of this question. Yes, I'm looking forward to the Adoption Knowledge Affiliates Conference in November to go with you. 
I've also joined some peer group counseling calls. The uh, first parent, the birth parent, that's the one I'm leaning on. And it's a really good support group that meets once a month. And I found them on the Adoption Knowledge Affiliate website. So there's lots of resources that we could look into. And those are specific to us, but I think they cover topics that might be helpful or useful to any of our other listeners who want to look into adoptionknowledge.org. Yes, yes. Another another great resource that I've uh, tapped into, and I believe that's who you're attending. Um, you've attended one of their meetings as well, is through the National Association of Adoptees and Parents, NAAPunited.org, which I'll place that link um, as well in our show notes. But their website alone allows or teaches or gives you insight um, as an adoptee, adoptive parent, or birth parent, and it kind of walks you through the steps if you are in search, um, if you're curious and you want to figure out things. They are great um, landing page to go to to support you with a lot of your questions, your curiosity about things. So, you know, I'm finding that the more I dive into this world, if you will, of adoption, I am relating more and more to the many facets of it. It It's so rich and so deep in so many different ways. And so um, I'm just, I'm learning. I'm still learning. What about you, Roz? Oh, yes. I'm learning a lot. And it makes me feel comfortable in my skin, as I said in a previous podcast. Once you know more information about things that maybe you were afraid of or you you were afraid that there would be some rejection or anger or anything along those lines before you got to joy. I think that these additional resources gave me that additional joy that I needed and that I found. And it's sometimes, it's just another form of therapy. So Mm. we can take a look at what's inside of us, what's disturbing us and how we can release that through just talking with other people. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, actually, as I'm, as you were saying that I'm reminded, I just attended the most recent one. They're facilitating a space for you to share your story. And if you want feedback, you can get feedback. If you just rather not have any feedback and you just want to be able to express what's going on for you at this stage, then, then it's a listening platform as well. And I found myself in this last group, um, just listening and absorbing the stories of others and connecting inwardly within myself, but not necessarily having to talk a lot in this particular time. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing how, Therapeutic, as you say, can just be in the space with others, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, let's let's answer another question by one of our listeners. Um, this one is 
what advice would you give other parents or children on how to rekindle that relationship after so many years? And I, when I read this question and I kind of highlighted the term other for me, it made me think that this question might be centering more around um, estrangement in biological families where there's maybe been a rupture or a withdrawal of connection between a parent and a child. And maybe this listener is seeking advice on how to possibly, you know, restart that relationship. Um, and, and one of the things that I, that I think about is, is this term called uh, ambiguous loss. And ambiguous loss has a lot to do with loss of someone or a connection to someone who is still living. So you know how when we talked about grief and loss and that being kind of a thread that can happen in this in this uh, space of adoption, I think there is this form of ambiguous loss that we also can experience with someone um, that we have a we have it's a parent or a child, but something happened that created a disconnect. Maybe there was a boundary crossing and either the parent or the child determined or decided that we needed to have a pause. Um, we needed to take a break. And, and that can be hard, you know, to manage those different emotions because I don't think anyone wants to have a break, right, in their relationship with their parent or their child. But sometimes there are behaviors or circumstances that necessitate that we set a, a pretty rigid boundary. Um, and I, so I think the challenge is, if this is the, the kind of focus that this person is, is seeking advice for, is I think there's a respecting of those boundaries, but I think there's also the opportunity to maybe consider um, doing some self-reflection um, maybe maybe therapy to identify what part did I play in this break, in this, in this rupture? And can I take ownership and ask for forgiveness um, with that family member to see if that could at least maybe crack open the door possibly to rekindling that relationship? What about... What about you, Roz? What are your thoughts as to maybe how you would support this listener with advice in this area? Yes, I am um, interested in knowing what caused that estrangement. I would think that they want to, like you said, crack it open and rekindle it. And I know you have resources that you'll probably put in the resource section of our podcast for parents and children who wanted to reconnect and who were once estranged. Those basic family dynamics can be significant in a person's life. And why are we estranged? I want to know why and how can we rekindle it? Because everything we do 
is around family and reconnecting and searching and communicating and keeping it all together. So why not offer resources for those who have a little bit of a disconnect, but we can help them close the gap and get back on track with communicating and loving on each other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. So yeah, I will definitely, there was some articles and things that, that I found as I was researching. And so I'll make sure that I place um, those resources in our show notes as well. Um, The other question that we have is what advice would you give to an adoptee if a birth mother does not seem to want to be found? I'm going to take a pause since I've been leading a bit in this space and and maybe maybe have you start us off, Roz. What what advice would you give to an adoptee if a birth mother does not seem to want to be found? Well, imagine if I didn't get so excited with the letter I received from you and grabbed the phone and called you, how you would have felt and the loss that I would have continued to experience because I lost you through adoption and then didn't want to reconnect. But there's possibilities that there might be people out there. Maybe they've moved on in their life and they didn't tell anyone. Like I didn't tell anyone for decades. And what if I did not tell my siblings, my spouse, my children, that there was another child out there. What would I do to continue to hide or cover that? And I think those people are missing out. They're missing out on not wanting to be found by someone so precious as a part of them, a child who has the same DNA, who has this, might even look like you. And you're not even willing to take a peek at what life could have been like if you stayed connected. I think that they're doing themselves a disservice and they're doing the child who's looking for them a disservice. But of course, everyone has a reason for doing what they do and to make that dreadful decision of not wanting to be found All I could say is they're missing out. They deserve closure, the child and the birth parent. They're missing out. So give it a chance and allow someone who wants to find you to find you. And then decide if you want to build a relationship after that point. We chose to build a relationship, but maybe someone, maybe They're just not living a good life. They're not living under great conditions. And so they don't want to bring that child that they gave up for adoption into that environment. But at least respond. That's all I could say. Respond and say why you don't want to be found or build a relationship. Just make the connection. Respond and keep it going as long as you're able. Wow, yeah, that was a very well 
Um, that's an excellent response because I do think, right, we know that that shame can play into, right, the secret for some. Um, there can be so many different layers of why that birth parent doesn't want to be found. And I think the key thing that you highlighted is that, and again, this is my opinion, just as you were sharing your opinion, I believe I believe every person has the right to know kind of their beginning story. And you're right, it doesn't have to equal relationship. Relationship can takes time, right? It, it, it's a process of back and forth and, and building, but information, knowledge of, you know, what took place or, you know, ancestry, learning a little bit more about culture and, and such. Those, I think, are such important pieces for a person to know. And we, I think, even outside of the adoption world, have a natural curiosity to want to know about our roots, right? To know right. about our lineage, our ancestry, right? So I think when we put it outside of that perspective, we sometimes learn secrets, right? Um, yeah. And and it's and and those secrets aren't always the best thing, but they help us to have better perspective and understanding of ourselves, and that I think is why everyone has a right to know, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, so yeah. with that, um, let's see. So then if we move to our next question, this listener said that by sharing your stories, do you find that family and friends ask additional questions? And if so, what is the most common question asked? I'm going to have you lead with this one as well, Roz. It's, it's why. Why did you do it? Why did you make that decision? Why did you go away? Why did our parents have to be part of that decision making? Why, why, why? There's layers mm. and layers of why. And until mm. you get to the final why, where now you know this is the reason, then people are going to keep asking questions. And so the most common question following when you first tell your family and friends about it is why. They just want to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that why question, you know, again, depending on, on the tone and how it's said, it, it can come primarily from curiosity. Sometimes we hear why and we think it's someone putting judgment out, like, why did you do that type of thing versus why? Oh my gosh, tell me what happened. You know, I think sometimes our hope, at least, people are asking the why from the lens of curiosity. It's kind of like, wow, how did that escape me? Or, you know, like when you mentioned, you know, sharing with your siblings, because you know, we were raised together and yet there was the secret that that occurred in the midst of them. Right. So I'm hoping that people right. are asking the questions more from a curious lens, you know, and not a judgmental lens. So, yeah. Right. OK. OK. So going to our next question, will you discuss 
group homes, adoptions of children who are in foster care for years or adopted by grandparents, etc. And my response is that this is a great idea, actually, and this is something that we can work on. I actually want to put out to the listener who submitted this question, if they know someone or are that someone who has a connection to this topic, to please reach out to us by email. I think we personally within our own wheelhouse right now don't have that knowledge, but it doesn't mean that we don't want to invite that in and let that be something that can serve our community, serve our audience. So we encourage you to reach out to us through email and it's a great topic for us. What do you think, Ross? Yeah, because um, I grew up around some group homes, not really understanding why that existed. And uh, I know that if uh, the child went into living with their grandparent, it's like, well, why did that happen? Where's their mom? Where's their dad? Well, you know, it could be a number of reasons. Maybe they were in jail. Maybe they passed away. Why did the grandparent have to step up and and finish raising that child, whether it was for a couple of months or for the rest of their life? I want to hear from those that actually experienced that. So if any listener out there is personally aware of it or they experienced it, I would love for them to be a guest on our podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then another question that was posed by another listener was, in addition to your own story, have you explored broader topics related to adoption reunion and family dynamics on the podcast? And we haven't to this date. But again, I think this is a great idea and something that we can work on. What about you, Roz? Anything you would add on there? Oh, yeah. There's so many topics we could uncover. And that's where our listeners come in. That's where our research and finding specialists on certain topics come in. So we could explore the broader spectrum of adoption or reunion, but with the help of finding additional resources, finding people who have a connection in that, and inviting our listeners to share their story with us. Yeah, yeah. You know, as I as I think about this question, and you know, sometimes you have to read the question a couple of times before you can make the connection. You know, I think I think we actually have explored broader topics related under the adoption and reunion. We haven't actually said a lot about it on the podcast. I think today we kind of dabbled in it because we're sharing how we've attended certain support groups, right? We've attend, we're planning to attend a conference. And I think when we start, um, we're even reading a book for a book club, right? So I think when you think about the broader topic of outside of us, it's when we are hearing the stories of other adoptees or other birth parents, um, other adoptive parents, when we get to bring them in, like we did our first guest, then we are in a sense exploring that other to- those broader topics outside of the two of us. So, 
So yeah, listener, I think you're right. We we are starting to explore it. Do we want to do more of it? Most definitely. Yes, yes. And I think that the listeners are guiding us this season with some new questions, new topics, new thought processes so that we can keep them engaged in our podcast. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, yeah exactly. I definitely think when we... You know, like I said in our in our season premiere with our adoptive mom, Deborah, I said, hey, we're stepping outside of the two of us and engaging a third. Right. And I think if the more that we engage a third person. Right. It's going to allow us to have a broader perspective overall um, into all things adoption and reunion. Yeah. Okay. So listeners, we love your questions and just because we've done a second part to your Q&A, we don't want you to stop. We really, really do like when you provide us your feedback, your comments, and your questions. So please keep keep doing that. There's just so much to the layers around adoption. And one of the things that I'm recognizing is that it's deeply personal to everyone. Everyone has their own unique story. We're about to wrap up our episode today, and we are encouraging our listeners to share an episode that really inspired them with a friend or family member. And we also encourage you to like our Facebook and Instagram page, and please do comment on our posts. We read each and every one of them. Also, be sure to check out our website and our upcoming online store for I Found Her merchandise. Anything that you would say as we wrap up another episode, Roz? Yes, you know, I'm looking forward to the merchandise. I like having coffee mugs and pillows and t-shirts and journals and all kinds of merchandise that you will find other people do. But I think we'll have a unique piece to that because people will be saying, what does I found her mean? And then they'll be inspired to talk about it and say what our podcast is about. And what does I found her mean to them by wearing or showing off that merchandise? So I'm really excited. And I could say that, you know, the coffee mug is probably the first thing I might look (laughs) for in the merchandise or a t-shirt. But wouldn't it be wonderful to walk around and see other people wearing that shirt or using that coffee mug or just being a part of our I Found Her family? I'm very excited about it. And I hope that you all look into the merchandise when it's available so that we can all enjoy this opportunity together. Oh yeah, very much so. Yeah. And and so, you know, that that's a cool thing to think about too is other people wearing our merchandise um because then it's it's about building the family, building the community. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it and we'll definitely be putting a sneak peek out through our Instagram and Facebook pages. So, we do hope you enjoyed our show today. Be sure to check back for our next episode on September 6th. And until then, this is Taya and Roz, where we discuss all things adoption and reunion, but with a twist. <music>